What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Verbal Garbage, coming at you hot and live, another solo edition. Yeah, we keep getting the guest requests, and yeah, we're going to get them coming, guys, but bear with me. Your boy, can you tell? I don't even got a good chair right now for the studio, so uh, once we get the double chair set up, we'll actually say the single chair. Once the boy, the king, the man gets his chair, then we'll start floating in the peons uh, one by one and just let people tell their stories. You know, we got we got some exciting people, some, some grease balls, some... Some grease monkeys and all walks of life, guys. So definitely skewing towards my uh, my industry and my profession right now. So you want some guys that know how to fix your car and detect a little leak? I'm a guy. So uh, diving right into it, you know, last week we did a little episode, albeit a little later than what you guys would normally expect, the Tuesday, Wednesday slot. Well, don't know what to tell you now. We got football season coming up hot. Don't know exactly when I'll do the episodes. Still kind of planning on that Tuesday. I would love to be able to do, you know, a football episode a week and a regular episode a week. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Are you guys going to have to suffer through a combination episode every week? Most likely. Uh, my original dream was always sports, to be in sports somehow, to be involved on a daily basis. Um, had a had a settle for managing fantasy teams and doing daily daily lineups to get my fix in. But you know what? A fix is a fix, right? So uh, super excited for NFL season. It's crazy to think recording this on a Tuesday night that uh, I got a fantasy draft tonight. So I got one more night left in this year without football. And then every week we're going to be consuming. So I'm, I'm super pumped uh, trying to work out this glare from the camera. But you know what? We cool. So uh, let's jump right into it, guys. Last Friday, um, a real... A real rough day for your boy. Um, you know, and end up balancing out and kind of working out, but definitely not how you want to start your weekend off. Uh, you ever been in a car accident? Yeah, me neither until Friday, right? And uh, if you listen long enough and you know the deal, you know I I drive a vehicle as a profession, and said vehicle is quite large and powerful and heavy. And unfortunately, some... Some little Kia driving schmuck got the worst end of it. Uh, paint the picture for you real quick with my Sherwin-Williams brush. Sitting at a red light, college in 41. Uh, red light's red. Gentleman in front of me, me. Bunch of cars behind me, about four or five cars in front of him. The light proceeds to turn to green. Everybody proceeds to let off the brake and start moving up. Um, unfortunately, it's the type of thing where you see everyone move. And then no light change, but everyone just stops suddenly. So we got hit with a real quick, and I mean real quick, sudden stop. Sudden stop. And uh, you know the guy who prides himself on a, you know his athletic ability, his humor, his reaction time didn't really have any of that going for him that day. So uh, very slow, five to nine miles an hour in that neighborhood. Hit a guy in the back. It was a little Kia. Uh, definitely did some damage. And, you know, just so I can show you guys a little bit of who I am and what I'm about. You know, this guy, right away it happens, and he jumps out of his car real quick, throwing his hands up. I'm not saying escalating the situation, but certainly not, you know, trying to calm it by any means. So I see that happen. I just sit there, seatbelt still on, hands still on the wheels, just breathing, relaxing. Telling myself, just calm down. You know, you've never been in this situation before. Don't react to anything, anything crazy, anything out of pocket. So I wait a few minutes. Um, we're just sitting there at the at the light. 
everyone's behind me. I'm getting my pictures taken. I get people laughing and point. Just all kinds of shit in Florida that you just, I don't know, man. Definitely, definitely a little frustrating, but stayed calm. Like I said, I got out of the truck, went over to his passenger side, tapped on his glass window, and just politely asked him to roll the window down and stuck my hand out, introduced myself, profusely apologized, let him be very clear. Super sorry. Simply an accident. Had no intention of, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> why? Why would I want to do this? You know, uh, make sure he's okay. Everything ended up working out. Wait a little bit for law enforcement. They respond and I get the floor first. I tell my side of the story and the gentleman says, yeah, that's that's what happened. So it's not one of those things where I'm fleeing the scene or painting a false narrative. You know, I'm trying to get on top of this thing. So now we just got work customers calling me, telling me I'm going to jail. What's going to happen? Am I going to be able to warranty their tools next week? You fucking selfish bricks. You know, I'm sitting here panicking, freaking out, going through it. And you guys are worried about your pry bars getting fixed? Well, um, yeah, just not, you know, your boy's ridden with anxiety. He's worrying about, you know. Bumble girls denying them left and right and ghosting them. And then he's got to worry about law enforcement now coming after him. We still got the Maryland crop with the window in question. You know, we got all these things. Just... You guys wonder why I'm bald. You know, you can tell my head's a little fucking pressure cooker up there. And the hair simply was just never, never stood a chance. Steamed hair. So um, I guess the silver lining in all of this is that I was able to get back, collect my thoughts, change and, Go over and get some jujitsu rolling in. Um, been very inactive on the mats over the last, let's just call it since, you know, the new year started. Been very, very inactive. And um, last week, I was able to get in there three days. Carl's gym, just nothing formal, just open mat rolling around, just, you know, just trying to remember how to move and how to escape and how to survive. And the feeling you get, like, immediately after and the morning after of like having that fatigue and that muscle ache from jujitsu is a is a crazy sensation that I really miss having in my life and I have no plans to neglect it for that long again and yeah you know so talked about that we went over and did uh Saturday was pretty much the day that my dad was dreaming about forever uh go over and do like a college kickoff party at our boy Neil's house and the theme of the day was <laughs> Frank's if you will, you know, so, uh, there's one thing you should know about my dad. He is a fanatic for hot dogs. Um, I don't know how it was truly inspired and, you know, growing up, we were definitely indoctrinated in the doggy way, but as I've grown older and wiser, I've chosen to cut out a few things in my life and them toxic dogs are one of the few things at the top of my list where I can think of where someone's like, what the hot dog, cigarettes, hot dog, beer. Am I even American? You know, when you say that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to fix cars. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink beer. Yeah, it could be, could be revealing some things that aren't so, so favorable to me, but you know what? I shall digress. So, um, yeah, we pretty much go. And when I get the call on Wednesday or Thursday, getting the invite for it, and he's telling me all about the theme. And I'm like, you know, not to interject to be the, the poo pooer of the party, but, um, Fuck. Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. I'm trying to talk and think about fantasy football. Text message I just got. Um, 
So the theme was hot dogs. I profess I'm not into hot dogs, so I proceed to make uh what did I make? I made pulled pork mac and cheese with that queso blanco Velveeta, and I did a little bit of a buffalo chicken dip in the smoker. So felt good about the options. Brought over Daddy Tackle two of the dogs. Not really my cup of tea. Watch everyone else do the all these other wild things, and just wasn't wasn't for me. So um. You know, Dion in college, <laughs> lighting the world on fire, really drawing, drawing some kind of buzz now and got everyone mad at him, got everyone hyped, got casual football fans for college level like me. We're ready. We're ready for that Saturday game against Nebraska. And we're we're watching and um, he's got some real stars. He's got that Travis Hunter. He's got a son Shador. So some real followers, but. Overall, college is kind of underwhelming. All the big games and all the hype games are blowouts, just as they normally seem to be every year when I try to get into this. And it just shows the same thing each year. Just now, it's not going to be like that all year, but, you know, Florida State LSU game wasn't great. The Notre Dame game wasn't great. There was just the Clemson Duke game, not great. Um, NFL has, will be, and it's always going to be king, guys. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, college is fun with the Evans. Yeah, it's fun, but <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt right now of another grown man, just casually. It's the things that pro football and pro sports will make us do, you know. We got the birds coming up in a few days, and it's just how to temper our excitement, guys. I know last year, <laughs> I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but um. Something I did want to get into was a few big losses over the weekend in the music world. Uh, we had Steve Harwell, who's the lead singer of Smash Mouth, where, you know, Shrek popping in there, 2000s. The guy was known for some hits and might as well be walking on the sun and, you know, All Star and just, just some fun stuff. And All Star, obviously, like the theme song for Shrek and just a uh, gone too soon, you know, Smash Mouth. The origins of Smash Mouth, as I can remember, I don't know the exact time frame, but I sort of remember it being in that Nookie era where you had two factions. You know, you had the the rebels in the neighborhood singing out the Limp Bizkit at the swim. This is like a real recollection I have. The more uh, outlaws, if you will, of the swim team are over in one corner screaming, you know, I did it all for the Nookie, you know, and then... I would call myself like I'm split between the fashions. Like I'm, my parents are raising me to be good. Like I want to be good, but like Lip Biscuit, I fucked with it from an early age. Uh, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavor water. Talking about hot dogs. Um, it's just amazing how everything comes together. You know, you're talking about Lip Biscuit one minute, you're talking about a college football party, and then you realize they connect. It's like, God, the earth is amazing. Um, so you truly had the factions of, you know, Smash Mouth and All-Star and Limp Biscuit and Nookie and their fighting for superiority of the turf of the swim club. And gotta say, I end up being a bigger Limp Biscuit fan every time. So what does that say about me? I don't know, but that was, that was, you know, really sad and upsetting to see, especially how young he was. But then we... Then we got the news a day or so earlier of just shock. Uh, Jimmy Buffett wasting away one last time. 
Rest in peace to the legend. Um, I'll admit over the last five, six, seven years, I haven't been like super gung-ho. Say it's part of the whole Grinch persona of me, if you will. Like, you know, the holidays come around. I don't really want to be like too festive with that. And you're like, you're at the beach and you don't want to like, I found that I like Jimmy Buffett a lot more in New Jersey. But when I moved down to Florida, I feel like it lost a little bit of its luster, maybe because like you're you're in Florida. So it's not, I don't know. I don't know what the, the thing is, but boy, does that guy and his music hold a special place in my heart. You know, first day back on the work truck after the, the Labor Day weekend. And what do you think the first album I put on was, guys? Songs You Know By Heart, starting off with that cheeseburger in paradise and just working its way down the line with hit after hit. And growing up. Margaritaville was a staple of a uh, vacation destination. You know, if we uh, if we were going to Florida and we were going to go to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, you better be damn sure that that Saturday night, 7.30, 6.45, whatever, we're going to fucking Margaritaville. Um, you know, and then we go to, I think, the Carolinas or New Orleans and go other places and uh, – <laughs> We'd find the Margaritavilles, Atlantic City later on in New Jersey. But, you know, I just have these incredible memories of just my parents, my sister and my brother going into Margaritaville, you know, and just it's hard to really paint a picture of it when you're just these people growing up in New Jersey and like you come to Florida and it's paradise and your parents listen to Jimmy Buffett growing up and you finally get to go in this restaurant. It's a really cool moment honestly looking back as i've gotten older i've hate on margaritaville and say it's junk and shit but i mean the memories we have we went there a lot growing up and different uh occasions whether it was in florida multiple times or like i said the carolinas or louisiana um you go in they got the music playing they got the guys on stilts doing the fucking animal balloons you got um the giant volcano that fills up and everyone's singing along. I mean, memories that truly will last forever. And then at the end, you look forward to going to the gift shop and getting your colorful Margaritaville shirt. And uh, Jimmy Buffett, man, you know, we went to, I don't think I ever went to any of his concerts growing up, but I remember one year we went to like the Jimmy Buffett tailgate where my brother-in-law Bob was doing some kind of bartending on one side because, you know, you had all these different outdoor areas with bars and everything. And early on, just seeing what the bartender life was like, Bob was just having fun, working the party and just making the cash. And I don't remember, my brother and I had a bunch of <clears throat> balloon animals and stuff from the event. And just, I don't know, just a goofy time. The parrot heads going nuts. But, yeah, Jimmy Buffett, man, he really uh, took that normal guy persona and transformed it into the island life whole vibe and i mean who's more synonymous with just like relaxing on a beach and making a name for it now than jimmy b so um definitely a, a tough one you know family memories and everything it just it brought back a lot of good times so I, I thought that was really cool and no it is what it is but this musical will probably be more popular now than ever before and Left a good legacy, was supposedly really sick and didn't really tell anyone, just fought it out, so pretty wild. Um, you know, we talked about that trip was definitely spearheaded around the father. Uh, he was always a big parrot head, so we, we got into that whole thing, but wanted to bring me on to my next little topic here. Um, 
if you guys are in families or you're you live with certain people we all have our quirks when it comes to eating and like you may do something strange or you might have pet peeves we had some extraneous noise going on so we had a pause there but uh talking about you know quirks and everyone having their things uh I definitely have a little bit of a reputation for being, you know, the ice, the grand wizard of ice or the ice Nazi, whatever you want to call me. I've always, uh, people would come in the house and I'd hear the ice scoop. I'd, I'd perk up right away. Like if you hear a dog asking if he wants to go home for a walk, like I'm just, who's, who's taking this? So we're going to run out. I have this thing where like my vessel needs to be 85 to 90% full of ice. And then you throw water on top of it and it's just, once the ice melts and you got water, it's just it's gonna sit there and it's just gonna get warmer. If you got ice and water, the ice is gonna turn. I'm not gonna get into it, guys, right now, but there is method to my madness. So um everyone's got their their signature move or their special move or their their little things they do with food and kibble, right? So mine would be either the ice lord or just like the frugal little fucking bitch where if I would get like, let's just use like a Wawa peach iced tea, for example, and I would drink it after I obviously my little chaser, then I literally would like, I don't know, I, I did it as a joking matter after a couple like exchanges, but like I'll get the Sharpie out and mark where my last sip was. So now I know if someone sips it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I got problems. I really do. And try to work them out on this platform, but can only play the hand you're dealt with, and <laughs> boy, was it a tough one. A little bit of the tism, a little bit of the Spurgers, a little bit of the marking Sharpies on a fucking iced tea. What are you? Okay, so um, moving on. My mom is uh, the drink waster and the hoarder, if you will. She'll pour herself coffee and never, ever, ever will every sip be drank, drunk, whatever you want to call it. Or on the other hand, she'll make a nice big wine or if I make her, I mean, she'll finish cocktails, but like the whatever, mainly coffee, always something left. So never finishing it. And then she's known for buying like random candies and hiding them in certain spots where no one's going to know. So she can kind of choose her at her leisure when she wants to pick and when she'll have it. And have I adopted some of these things from her? Sure have. So, uh. To say I only have one special move would be kind of a lie, but this isn't about me, okay? Um, my sister Jill, her signature move, I guess would say, is to not so much at home, but like she won't commit to a dish, but she'll damn sure make sure she has a few bites of your dish so she doesn't really need to have the burden. So uh, that's fun. Um, Kurt, one sitting gone like hey there's 15 wings over here we're gonna split them oh never mind there's no wings left um jenny sort of takes a page out of that book i would say um we call her the double patty assassin or whatever you want to whatever kind of moniker you want to attach she's known for uh she gets her eyes on the prize and she uh <laughs> she destroys the prize guys uh this name was hatched during a, a memorable night which i'm sure i've told on here before but we're at a food fighters concert or a festival and my girl's just starving from the night potentially a little bit of a marijuana infused appetite if you will so um long story short she walks up through a drive through at wendy's we have to get back blah 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 blah, blah. orders double she ate two pieces of 
patty, which I wasn't doing smash burgers at the time. I've never seen this in person where someone eats two patties at once. So, uh, let alone a female, let alone my sister. So the annihilation rate of said burger followed by the noises and the grunts from, you know, what we would coin her as the night beast later on. So that's a little bit about her. And then my sister Sass, she's, uh, does she really eat, you know, um, candy, you know, like a Reese's egg, she'll do like a beer and a Reese's egg. And then maybe she'll eat like a little piece of pizza while we all have our heads turned watching the Eagles game or something, but not much to say about her. Right. So that leaves one. Old daddy crumbs. So daddy has a signature move of, um, you know, I'm going to go through the work of eating this snack or ice cream or whatever and i'll do everything but i will not finish and i will not be burdened with having to throw this thing out okay so he'll take you know a gallon of ice cream he'll be the only one that eats that ice cream He's the only one but you check a couple weeks later and it's like damn i can't believe no one ate that really and you go and there's literally like a corner of a corner of a corner left in the box and then you got to go and like okay now do i have to put this on my conscience like i got to eat the ice cream and now it's like i got ice cream in my system and then i throw it out or do i just throw it out or like what would it... so it's so now like we're faced with the dilemma of you know it's usually when you're the one doing it you get that extra scoop and it's like all right i know this is going to make me sick and if you've eaten ice cream you can kind of relate and we'll we'll get to the most embarrassing thing of my potentially my life at the end of this for the loyal listeners you'll get to hear something um cliffhanger right so he'll do whatever he can to to deburden himself of throwing this out whatever it is so the other night my sister was shooting me a text like dad was here and it was like a bag of m&ms with literally like two solitary m&ms left so just his little way lay, way of letting you know like hey i'm here and uh <laughs> you guys are gonna have to finish this if you want to throw it out because it's not gonna be on me you know so Thought that was kind of fun. Um, kind of give you guys the origin story of the family eating habits and quirks and whatnot. So <laughs> hope that painted a nice little picture. Um, do I want to get into the little one more little thing about old daddy daddy Warbucks that's been been a little weird and alarming lately. Um, he's all into like knowing exactly how much water he drinks now. So like instead of you know, filling up your Yeti and drinking four or five, six times in a day. He's got this fascination with these little like eight ounce water bottles where he goes and fills them, takes the time to fill them up from the fridge and then will <laughs> dump the waters into his Yeti. I, I guess like if you put ice and you just pour the water, you don't know exactly. I, someone can, make me understand this a little bit more clearly. I would appreciate it. I'm kind of drawing a blank on like, what are we doing here? Um, we'll, we'll do a couple current events real quick. There's nothing, nothing too crazy, but there's a few things I'm sure I could go over. Um, so I saw this thing on Twitter and kind of wanted to bring it to your guys' attention with the way, uh, the world's going these days and the struggle to live and the paycheck to paycheck life and you know the inflation and everything going on it's gotten a little bit wild so 
when you log on to Twitter or X as they call it now and you, you see something <laughs> like this, you kind of just say like, okay, that'll be talked about on the podcast. Um, so here we are. We got this thing in Houston, I believe it is, where they're called uh, – so academics, DJ Academics tweeted out, in Houston, rich dudes are having, in quote, bottle wars, meaning they buy expensive liquor and instead of drinking it, pour it out to flex on other dudes in the club. Okay. So there's a whole gang of reasons why I don't like going out to bars and clubs as often as most people do, but mainly it's the the jacking of the price and the the lack of commensary commensurate talent if you will where i know what i'm capable of behind a bar and making a drink and then i go and you know i'm paying 16 dollars and ordering an old-fashioned at a bar but the guy's fucking beating the piss out of cherries and muddling my cherries and they're like i'm good i don't want that bourbon fruit punch i want two ounces of bourbon quarter ounce of simple syrup and some fucking freaky ass bitters flavor varieties are appreciate it but do i expect it hell no so now you're telling me you're gonna go to a club you're gonna spend five six hundred dollars on a bottle of gray goose and i mean look at this now just for shits and giggles let's google it right here bottles cost in bottles because like Okay, well, we got that one cut short, but essentially you guys see what it is here. These these guys are are throwing their bands, so they're they're going to cut over there, they're pulling out the drink. Look at that. I mean he's just pouring I mean these guys are Okay. So we're encouraging each other to pour it out. We're <laughs> Am I the biggest alcohol fan? Absolutely not. But to buy it at such a, a marked up price and then to pour it all over the floor. So some poor janitor, some cleaning service has got to come in and just deal with all the squeak. Like, <laughs> you're fucking ridiculous. Well, these guys, you know, I wonder how much money they're going to have in 10 years. <laughs> How's your 401k doing, Bozo? So... We're gonna ship the fuck out. So like there's another bottle of Tito's. They're just holding up. Looks like Grand Marnier, Tito's. And I just was reading on here, bottle services, you know, some bottles start at three fifty, go up to seventy five hundred dollars for a big city. Houston, pretty big city, so I'm thinking these guys are probably dumping out eight hundred dollar bottles of Tito's. <laughs> um was it worth bringing up and covering? Probably not, but I just thought this is so ridiculous and this is the way cool people are acting these days. Um, another thing here, we got Burning Man. Um, as you guys know, there was a little bit of a flooding issue there where there's a lot of rain going on. People are getting stuck in the mud. They can't get out, so they kind of hunker down. Uh, Luckily, these are all like minimalist survivors for the most part to just eat drugs and bond and watch shit burn. So I think they're going to be okay. Uh, here's a little video of a guy uh, telling you why they're going to be okay at Burning Man. And let's hear what he has to say. 
Grounding bad update. We got three quarters of the terrain. Travel is impossible. And there's about. Okay, so I'll start off someone beating up a bicycle and. Okay. About 70,000 people stranded on a barren lake bed. 70,000 people stranded on a lake bed? Fortunately, burners are badass and brought all the supplies we need. Or most of us. We got people who came by bus camped on the edge of the city. They're in pop up tents and at risk of getting hypothermia. Oh. Not good. We don't need outside help. We're going to bind together, get radically self-reliant, dry out the furniture, and keep the party going. The alternative is to fall into despair, roll over, and die. And we all have a choice in how we're going to handle this. So everyone open up your Starlink satellite so people can communicate with their families. Make an expedition to the edge of the city with food and water. And don't fight anybody because we're all in this together. Bury those negative thoughts and gratitude for your life because a couple people didn't make it last night. And know that we're all going to clean up this mess and get out of here. This is the hand we were dealt this year, and together we're uh, going to get through it. Grounding mad update. Love we got guy. three quarters of the terrain. He's being positive. He's looking at the bright side. He's telling us we're going to get out of it. Uh, gotta love it, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if Instagram had any little, little spicy treats. Oh, I did want to show you guys. I don't know if you guys are listening or watching. If you're listening, uh, definitely worth Googling this just so you can see it. I thought this was fucking crazy. I uh, haven't gone to the episode yet, but like most of you, I'm a pretty big listener of the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, fuck. It's one of these things, man. They it, it pretty much showed how China is using AI to monitor their school systems and the students. It is insane. So give that a Google. Uh, I can't show it on here, unfortunately, but you wouldn't even believe it. I mean, it's, it's bonkers. Um, one of the last things I want to cover was... <laughs> From clips on Instagram, a woman who accused Delta of losing her dog was offered $1,800 by the airline as she continues to appeal for information on the whereabouts of her beloved pet. Paula Rodriguez, hottie, the owner of the missing pup named Maya, was offered a sum of money by Delta after she accused the airline of losing her dog at Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Mainly, I just wanted to bring this up and be like, uh, if an airline lost your dog, <laughs> no, I said hottie, uh, can almost guarantee that the woman pictured is not the woman the story's about. So, uh, just like, you're pathetic, dude. Keep your thoughts to your fucking pathetic self. Nobody wants to hear about it, okay? Like, we're good. Cool? Yeah. They're here to hear about current events, not your fucking... Okay. Um, so, it's like, if an airline lost your dog, what would be commensurate pay? Like, are you $1,800 for me? <laughs> Hell no. I'm a very emotional guy, so I don't know if the money's really all we're caring about here, but you're an airline. You can make it a little bit more enticing than that, can you not? And it's your negligence, I'm assuming. So, uh, to me, they should offer Miss Paula, I'm going to say a cool $50,000 and a year of flights. And I rest my case. Okay. Last thing I wanted to cover was, uh, most people probably don't care about this, but the UFC card this weekend, got a gigantic week of sports coming up. Uh, you know, you got the NFL game kicking off Thursday night. Uh, Travis Kelsey just hyperextended his knee as of uh, Tuesday afternoon. So, you know, Lions got some buzz going into the game. I, I don't know, man. If Kelsey doesn't play, we're we're gonna have a real conversation here. But as of right now, 
I'm gonna go with the the Chiefs um, until you know proven otherwise. I'm, I just I hate them, but hard to pick against them. Um, and then Saturday we got some some good college football. We got Texas and Alabama as the primetime game. We got Nebraska and Colorado as the afternoon game. Uh, I listened to one of my podcasts talk about it, but I wanted to echo the sentiment. I'm huge into commentators and exciting personalities. And to me, no one does a better job than Gus Johnson on Fox. Um, if you don't know who he is, like I'm not even going to bother, but if you do, you know, um, incredible him and Dion being paired together as the 12 o'clock Fox games is, is a magical thing right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to ride that train. Till we can't ride it no more. Um, UFC card 293, UFC 293 taking place in Australia. Uh, Sydney would be specific at the Kudos Bank Arena. Uh, 10 o'clock main card, like normal pay-per-views. They really stacked the deck here on the uh, the Australian talent as normal. You know, you got a lot of familiar faces and names for the big UFC fans. And for the casual fans, you know, you'll probably recognize the main event. But this is, this is it. So we're going to go over real quickly. Uh, Tyson Pedro and Mr. Anton Turkalj. I don't. I'm not super familiar with Mr. Anton's work. Tyson's got the home crowd, the shooey momentum, the shooey positivity, the shooey probability. We're going Tyson Pedro. Let's go second round TKO. Justin Taffa versus Austin Lane, another local boy. Taffa going against the former Dana White contender series. Why do I know that? Because he fought Mr. Greg Hardy. Uh, we're going Taffa. Let's go. Second round TKO. Uh, Manel Cop, Cape versus Felipe Dos Santos. Not super familiar with Dos Santos. Seen Cop a couple times. Let's give him a unanimous decision. Co-main event, the heavyweights are slugging. Volkov and Tuivasa. Tuivasa's the homeboy, but Volkov's just got too many tools in the toolbox. I like I like Volkov. I'm going to go uh, second round stoppage. And the championship fight is a fresh contender finally, but is it really going to make a difference? Sean Strickland, Israel Adesanya. Man, I would love to see Strickland win, but there's, is there a world I see it? Not really. Um, not crazy about his KO power, his wrestling. Not crazy about, like, nothing can overwhelm Izzy to the point where I can see him winning. So we're going to go Izzy call it fourth round stoppage and um this brings me to a part of the podcast it brings me the utmost shame of my life but you know when we started doing this thing <laughs> it was for full transparency and full disclosure guys and is this an, about another failed uh online dating excursion why no it's not thank you for asking it's actually about uh maybe a real wake-up call in life here um you know, I, I consider myself physically fit and active. I like to uh, partake in multiple sporting events. I like to exercise on a daily basis, some days a lot more than others. And then once in a while, you get lazy and have your fun little, I'm not doing shit day. Um, normally, I'm on the Peloton at 6.15 in the morning, getting a hard 30 minutes in before work and moving around, around all day at work and just being very active. And then get home, I usually go on a bike ride or go golfing or jiu-jitsu when we get back to normal so you know what's the point of doing all that when you're trying to get <laughs> the six-pack abs but you like to fucking eat like a piece of shit like i'm a wild dog unchained and 
last night this morning was a real uh, reality check. And if you're for the faint of heart, this isn't really, if you are faint of heart, this isn't really for you. And I am disgusted, ashamed, embarrassed. I'm literally like, I am getting tingles throughout my body, even broaching the subject, but what are you going to do? So, you know, I'm just dabbling throughout the day. I'm, you know, and I'm even instituting <laughs> the intermittent fasting hour. I'm only between 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. And we're sticking to it good. Usually 840 is the last little piece of shit that I'm shoveling down my disgusting gullet. But um, last night we were on schedule. We were we were behaved. Everything was everything was going according to plan. But tried a little dessert. Shouldn't have tried. Okay, long story short. We brag about the setup. Guys, listen, I'm I'm urging you to just turn it off here and just fast forward so it it shows as a played episode, like let's call it five minutes left in the episode here. Just please fast forward. Just go. But I, I'm already committed to the story, so we're going. Uh, market is played, be done with it. Don't listen to this. Consider me a friend. Um, but I said this might be a wake-up call and a realization moment. I talked to you guys about, you know, my pride in the bathroom and the the sanitation and the upkeep and, you know, cleaning my toilet every two to three days and having the bidet and just taking everything really seriously with serious precautions. And, you know, it's the type of thing where if someone comes over, you want them to almost be like impressed. The last thing you want is someone to be like, oh, is that no, like, hell no. I, I get sick from time to time. There's no way to sugarcoat this. Let's just dive right in and I'll be on the toilet, you know, unearthing myself and, Losing a few pounds the old school way, and I'm still dealing with repercussions, guys. It's been rough. Um, so we'll be on there making excrement, and you start getting that hot flash coming up, and you know, you know the direction this game's headed, you know, but you're still trying to play. You're still taking deep breaths. You're doing little techniques, but like, I don't like puking into a trash can. Okay, so like by any means necessary, you try to get up and yak in the in the in the toilet. By any like you don't do the sink. We don't and I've covered this in the edible overdose episode. We're not doing sink. We don't want to do shower, like it's toilet or trash. It's not floor, toilet or trash. So last night we're having a little episode, you know, we're we're up, we're we're, <laughs> we're doing it. We're releasing the hounds, and the hounds are, <laughs> they're running, baby. There's no leash in sight. Their, uh, their collars are lost. They're, they're running every which direction. I mean, they're, they're going. Um, I start getting that, that hot flash, that hot sensation coming up. My God, it's just a false alarm. We're fine. No, it's not a false alarm. Let's take this a little more seriously. So I, uh, you know, I get up, I do the 180. I plump my head. Now, obviously, we've, we're doing courtesy flushes all day, so it's not like I'm sticking my head down into some wasteland. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, stick my head down there, and I just feel one one rush, and I and I'm the type like talking about it, smelling it, seeing it. I, I'll get triggered. So let's be let's tread real lightly on the story. Um, it's coming up, and as it comes out and goes in the toilet, I. I feel something that's just out of whack. It's it's not normal. It's not kosher. I just don't know what to say here. Um, 
simultaneously it came out of both ends guys what do you want me to say okay so i i proceeded to yak in the toilet and i uh i shit on the floor okay <laughs> uh you know the, the beta testing for the story was going on in my work truck today where i needed to just deburd myself with the story and i told it to people and uh the reactions were just incredible and i'm like how am i gonna hide this from from my loved ones um now, like when I say shit on the floor, it wasn't like some like luckily it was a beautifully little controlled log and it was just perfectly plopped right there. Um, no smearing, no, no. I mean, it was for someone who's disgusting and I, I'm like the fact that I even like I don't even want to release this fucking episode and I'm really debating on deleting it after release, but I was able to pick it up nicely, throw it in there. Uh, and then go get the uh, the mop at three forty five on a on a Tuesday morning, and uh, proceed to have to mop my bathroom floor, even though there was no trail. But you just don't, you know, flushable wipes that was already gone, you know, wipe up. But just kind of want to get it, and it wasn't a crazy cleanse. I just got a little bit of fabulous, a little bit of hot water, and just gave it a couple pumps and spritzes. So um, this podcast may or may not ever be the same again after this. I'm feel like I can't really look at you guys in the eyes anymore. I'm going to have to just start talking away from the camera. But I want to tell myself one parting note. Um, if you're not feeling good on, you know, both ends of the spectrum, like if you're sitting on the toilet, you stage a trash can for the yak. So why, if you're yakking, why don't you stage a trash can for the, you know? And I, not to get super nasty and weird here, but... I do have a kind of trash can that's like, you know, narrow and long that, you know, it's not a round one. So technically, like I could slide it right between my legs and it would be like a really ideal landing zone for a stray piece of Duke. But uh, I think that about does it for this episode, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening. Another episode of Verbal Garbage is fresh off the press and coming to you hot. Keep spreading the word. Keep letting people know. Love you guys. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one.